Strike! BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, good afternoon, Cougar baseball fans. As the BYU Cougars uh, 2018 home opener here with Tuckett Slade, this is Brent Norton. Cougars will take on uh, Nebraska Omaha here in this home opener in a newly renovated ballpark, Tuckett. Uh, new field turf with a heater under it, not a speck of snow on this field. The outfield walls have been uh, renovated. It's 14 feet from the left field foul pole over to left center. Then from there to right center, it's 12 feet, and then 10 feet from right center over the right field foul pole. So it adds a little character it to does, the ballpark. Yeah. It, it's going to be cool and a lot of excitement. Boy, great weather for us today here for the home opener. Absolutely. It's just good to be home. The boys have been excited all week, excited to show off this field and just get back to the daily grind of the routine. Love to be home. Like I told Coach Littlewood, man, it's nice to be back in the mountain time zone. It seems like we've been spanning about eight time zones these yeah. last two weeks or so. So, so it is good to be back. The Cougars uh, coming back after uh, being swept by Auburn. It's really, Auburn, one of the better teams I've seen in the last several years, especially on the hill. Those kids could really throw the ball. And the Cougars really competed well in, in two of those three uh, uh, the middle game, they just had a hard time throwing strikes, and, and it caught up with them, and Auburn made them pay. It really did. We're all just trying to forget about that middle game. And, like, Coach talked to the team, you know, after the weekend and said, hey, it's, it's one of those things that you don't, you're not used to seeing, you know, walking 12 guys in a game and just being so far behind. He's like, but guess what? It's one game. we got a lot more to go, and we just got to move forward. Cougars of the West Coast Conference, currently five wins, six losses. Nebraska, Omaha out of the Summit League. They're coached by Evan Porter. They are four wins and eight losses. These two teams have played once in the history of the two schools. Back in 2012, the Cougars won that game by a score of 19 to nine. Uh, Alex Prone's going to get a start in this series with uh, Ryan Brady out uh, with a little elbow issue. It looks like he's going to be out for the entire year. Very unfortunate for the Cougars. This young kid out of Park City High School really had a lot of stuff going for him, and just unfortunate. So the Cougars have lost a starter and a closer in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, it's definitely something you don't want to have to happen, but it's baseball, and it's a weird sport, and I'm telling you, it's it's sad. Ryan's gut shot, you know, he expected to come in and do some big things, and especially it's kind of weird for him with, you know, the timing of it all as far as mission kid after this year with an injury. You know, it could be, you know, three more years till he gets to throw for the Cougs. Well, like we talked about uh, uh, you know, opportunity for kids it to is. step up. I mean, somebody goes down, somebody steps up, and uh, that's the name of the game, and hopefully the Cougars are going to have somebody in those positions that will step up. Perone was great last week against Auburn. He's going to get the start in, in one of the games here this weekend. Well, and that's why Coach has given him the start. He said, hey, you burned it. You went out there against a really good team, a, a nationally ranked team, and you competed on the mound. And you know what? You've earned the start. We're going to give it to you, so go show what you can do. Had a chance to talk with Coach Mike Littlewood just a little bit earlier. Let's play that uh, interview right now on his thoughts coming into the home opener here in 2018. We're here with head coach Mike Littlewood uh, getting ready for the home opener. Coach, man, it seems like it's been a long time, but it's, it's great to be back in Provo. And uh, you've got to feel good about being back here. And, boy, especially with the weather we're having today. Yeah, it is great weather. And we've got uh, – it's, it's nice to be off the road. It's, it's been a long three weeks, 10-day road trip, four days home, another four-day road trip. 
Um, and we got beat up a little bit last week in Auburn, so I think the guys are excited to get back. And it is great weather today. So if you're wondering if it's too cold, it's not too cold. Come out of the game today. And the new turf field seems to be working. Not not an ounce of snow out there, so you got to be pleased with that. And uh, you've been back practicing a little bit. Seems to be working very well. Yeah, there's no. We can't use the, the excuse that we're not very good because we've been inside the whole winter because we haven't. Uh, the heaters are working great. We had seven inches of snow on the field Sunday, and uh, we ha- we hosted a high school game, Spanish Fork Lone Peak, on Tuesday, and so the heaters worked great. Uh, burned all the snow off, and and uh, it looks like. That's going to be be a, a real advantage to us moving in the future. Talk to us, uh, you know, the Auburn series. You were in two of those games, big time. You competed well. Uh, had a had trouble throwing strikes in that middle game. Uh, what was your approach this week with the team in practice? Short memory. That that was really what we tried to get across to them. We we played. I think we were a little bit down, um, which is natural. And but if we lose that middle game, instead of losing it. To, 21-4, if we, if we compete and lose at 6-3 or, you know, we have a chance to win that game as well, then we have a totally different feel. For the most part, I, th- I thought our pitchers threw the ball well, except for that game. And we got down six or seven runs. We knew we had a doubleheader. And so you can't bring your guys in. You know, you have to bring guys in who you hope are going to keep it close. And a little bit disappointed in Bo Burrup and Kendall Motes. The, they're older guys. They should have competed a little bit better. We talked to them about that, and I think they'll, they'll be good moving forward. But um, from from the... The I guess the silver lining we got to see Alex Perone was really good. Drew Zimmerman has stepped up and is going to be a guy for us. And so um, we have more pitching depth than than we've ever had. It's just a matter of going in there and, and uh, translating that from the paper <laughs> to the mound. I guess the good thing uh, the Auburn series offensively is Brock Hill uh, broke out of his slump, uh, had six hits in that doubleheader, really swung the bat well. Saw some good at bats from Kringlin and, and some of the other guys. So you got to feel good about the direction you're going there. Well, we were, you know, we we went into the Auburn series and what were we five and three or whatever we were without really Schneeman swinging it, Keaton Kringlin swinging it, Brock Hale swinging it, B was swinging it, Brandon Anderson was swinging it. Okay, really the only guy in, in the top five in our lineup, top six that was really swinging it pretty consistently is Nate Favero, and so Brock, you could see that he was close in Hawaii. He had a, he he had a three or four balls that would have been out of this park, and he was really close. What I'm I'm most proud of Brock for is. He didn't hang his head. He's just like he knows it's a process. Just you got to go up there, see pitches, and obviously we're going to be patient with him because he's one of our guys, and we know he's. And it's interesting before that his six hit performance. You and I talked about he's going to hit. It's just a matter of time. He's he's going to hit. Um, the other thing that it was kind of prophetic is we can't use six or seven pitchers in this first game, which I think we used six or seven pitchers in that first game, which was kind of ugly. But um, I I told the team I like where we're at. I like where we're at. Auburn's really good. They're playing really well right now, um, besides being really good. So you just have to forget that, take the take what we can and learn from that and move forward. Uh, pitching staff banged up a little bit. Gates out for the year now. Your young freshman, Brady, struggling with an elbow issue. Uh, again, opportunity for other guys to step up. And that's the, the other thing we talked about yesterday. When we walked out yesterday, I think everybody kind of heard that Ryan Brady was probably out for the year. He's meeting with the doctor tomorrow. Just some elbow, elbow tenderness. I don't think it's a huge, huge deal, but it's definitely going to keep him out for the whole year, probably non-surgical. Um, we'll find that a little bit more tomorrow, but we're not going to run him out there and hurt him for sure. And so I kind of felt like the team was, uh, you know, it felt like Chauncey when Chauncey got hurt last year right before Gonzaga. It was like, oh, there's a black cloud hanging over the team. And it, it, so we got him together and said, hey, this is an opportunity. This is We have plenty of guys who can get the job done. 
So, Alex Perone, here you go. It's it's next man up. This is it's your turn to shine tomorrow night. And so take it, run with it. Uh, we're going to move Kenny Signs into the pen, and then probably go our Tuesday games for now just by staff, like we've always done. Which I I don't mind that at all. Um, if we had four legitimate starters, uh, obviously Ryan Brady going out hurts us a little bit because we could have put maybe Alex Perone in that Tuesday game or Kenny Signs, but. We'll staff it on Tuesdays for now and, and uh, try to compete that way. Okay, back in the mountain time zone. Feels good. Uh, good luck to you in the home opener, and uh, we'll talk to you after the game. All right. Thanks a lot, Brent. All right, back here in Provo, Larry Miller Field, the newly renovated Larry Miller Field. First game played here in 2018. The Cougars will take on Nebraska-Omaha here in the home opener of uh, 2008. Cougars have been very successful in home openers, 51-7 and seven overall. Four and one uh, by Mike Littlewood, so this will be the sixth time Coach Littlewood has had a home opener here in Provo. Brent Norton along with Tuckett Slade. We're going to send it back for a 90-second break. Be back with tonight's opening pitch right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here in Provo, Jordan Wood on the hill for the Cougars as he will get the start. Here in game one for BYU, no wins, a loss for Wood this year, but he's been good, 3.71 earned run average. Wood wearing number 34 for BYU in uh, the home opener, 6'3", 190-pounder out of uh, Friendswood, Texas, Friendswood's, Friendswood High School. And we are ready for baseball. Beautiful sunny day. Going to be a little bit of a sun issue with this early start. The left side of that infield, left field's going to battle it. Definitely. And uh, Cole Thibodeau will lead it off. He'll be followed by Max Gam and then Thomas Debenville for the Nebraska-Omaha. The Mavericks from Omaha. First pitch over for a call strike one. 89 on the first fastball there by Wood. Thibodeau hitting 293. Doesn't have a home run this year. Batting from the left side. Fastball over for call, strike two. Umpires today, Ruben Candelaria behind the plate, Rob Hansen at first, Darren Fredrickson at second base, and uh, Jeff Clough at third. Three-game series here in Provo. Tomorrow night again at 5 o'clock, and then Saturday, 11 a.m. start. And the pitch is outside, one and two. First game in the newly renovated ballpark here, swinging. Foul tipped at the plate up and off of Clawson. Clawson behind the plate. Brian Sewitt first. Brendan Anderson at second. Daniel Sneeman the shortstop. Nate Favero at third. Kringlin in left. Mitch McIntyre the freshman in center. And Brock Hale in right field. Here's the 1-2 again. Good change up. He swings and misses. And Thibodeau goes down on strikes. We're out number one. Really, really good start right there to Jordan. Nice to just pound of the zone. Absolutely attack the hitters right there, which our game plan this weekend is attack these guys and make them earn everything. No free bases. Max Gam will now step in. He's the second baseman. He's a freshman out of Woodbury, Minnesota. He'll hit from the right side. First pitch is uh, over the outside corner for a strike. The Mavericks with the uh, black jerseys and the uh, white pants. Cougars dressed in their home all whites for the first time this year. Another fastball, another strike at 90, and the count quickly 0-2 on Gam. Debenville is on deck. Here's the 0-2, just off the plate for a ball. 
First time we'll get to show off uh, the four umpire crew that's now been approved for the West Coast Conference this year. We'll have four guys instead of three. So hopefully uh, there's not too many missed calls with having that extra set of eyes out there on the bases. So we've actually led to the un- helped unemployment in the <laughs> umpiring crew, right? <laughs> exactly. Swing and a miss, and he goes down on strike. So two consecutive strikeouts by Jordan Wood and Thomas Debenville, the left fielder, will step in. Yeah, Boy, an early start like this, uh, you know, the, the sun is going to become an issue on, on a day like today. Absolutely. It's something you're not used to it. You usually have a 6 o'clock start, and with daylight savings this weekend, the sun will change a little bit again, but it is different. First pitch to Debenville is over for a strike. Boy, Jordan Wood really pounding the zone here early, getting ahead of all these hitters. Debenville uh, hitting 303 on the year. There's a ball hit out towards Sneeman. Daniels got it. He'll throw to first for the out, and the Mavericks retired in order here in the first inning. No runs, hits, or errors. We are through a half an inning. Nebraska, Omaha, nothing. The Cougars come into the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brennan Anderson leads it off for the Cougars as we go to the bottom of the first. Swing and a miss. 85 on the fastball there by uh, Grant Suppenchick. He's a big kid, 6'2", 260, listed as an infielder pitcher. Big boy. He has got a big body out there, and Anderson fouls that one off. And the count now 0-2 on the Cougar second baseman, Brennan Anderson. Adam Canigula behind the plate for the Mavericks. Uh, Braden Rogers at first, Max Gam at second. Keel. Kremwini is at the shortstop as uh, Anderson swings and misses at the fa- curveball, and he goes down on strikes on three pitches. Cole Thibodeau is at uh, third base. Thomas Debenville in left, Tyler Doherty in center, and Ben Polinski is in right field. Being broadcast here on uh, your new skin BYU Sports Network and ESPN 960 will be joining us at the conclusion of that UVU basketball game down in Las Vegas. There's a ball hit up the middle. Second baseman goes over. He loves it, and he will throw Schneeman out. Good play by uh, Max Gam as he had to go up middle part of the field, backhanded, and made the quick throw. Kringland yeah. will now step in. Yeah, UNO is going to give us a completely different look on the mound than we saw last week with Auburn. They don't have a ton of velocity. They're going to try to get ahead with you, sneaking fastballs with about 85, 86 at you, but then throwing a lot of breaking balls. First pitch to Kringland's over for a strike. Keaton, the left fielder today. Supinchik is out of Pepe in uh, Nebraska. That ball hit hard. Right at the third baseman who's got it. Throws out Kringland, so the Cougars retired in order here. In the first, we're through one, no score. The Mavericks and the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Hunter Hughes will lead it off for the Mavericks. We go to the second inning, no score. 2-0 and on the count now on Hunter Hughes. He is a uh, freshman out of Cincinnati. Six-foot, 205-pounder. Hitting 286 his freshman year. He's a left-hander. There's the pitch. It's over. Two balls and one strike. 
These two teams have played one other time. That was back in 2012. Cougars won that one by a score of 19-9. Fastball on the inside corner, 2-2 two and two the count. So tomorrow night, 5 o'clock, and then Saturday at 11 a.m. Next two games here. Cougars starting a homestand here in Provo. Strike three called. Hughes goes down on strikes. One man out. And Keel Crumody will step in. Crumody, the shortstop, leads the Mavericks with seven RBIs on the year. He'll bat from the right side. Crumody uh, out of uh, Glasgow, Montana. First pitch outside, ball one. So they've got uh, players from all over the Midwest on this roster. Pitches for a strike, and uh, Tuckett, you're kind of familiar with that yeah. area back there, Nebraska, Omaha, the school. Yeah, I am, yeah. I, uh, I played just like three three or four miles away from UNO at Bellevue University. So, 1-1 one, one pitch, looper into right field. Brock Hill coming in. He's going to get there and make the catch. Four out number two. When I played, UNO was Division Two, but now they've been Division One. I'm not sure how many years they have now, but... Uh, yeah, they, there's a ton of junior colleges and small NAIA schools up and down Nebraska and Iowa, so there's a ton of kids that play in that area. UNO is in the Summit League. Uh, other baseball schools, uh, uh, Denver's in the league. I didn't, I didn't realize Denver played baseball. First pitch is over for a strike there. It's been so long since the state yeah. of Colorado has had a Division One program. That's I true. wasn't aware that uh, Denver had started playing. I think they just have Air Force in Denver now at D1s. Here's the 0-1. That ball hit pretty good. Left center field. Back goes McIntyre. He's going to get there and make the catch. Great play by McIntyre. Got a good jump on that line drive and was able to run it down in the gap. UNO is retired here in the order. In the inning, no runs, hits, or errors. We're through one and a half. No score, BYU and UNO on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the second, no score, BYU and Nebraska-Omaha. Cougars will send up uh, Hale Favero Kloss into the dish. First pitch to Brock. And there's the ball, hammer deep left field. Looking up, this ball is out of here. Brock Hale is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, and he showed you why right there. He came alive down at Auburn, and right there he hits his fourth home run of the year, ninth RBI. Hale just hammered one out of here. Really, left fielder hardly even had a chance to turn around. Look at that ball sail over the wall. That ball got out of here really quick. That was a great swing by Brock. He's been really locked in the last couple weeks. Basically, you take away Hawaii, he's had a good year. If you take away that series, his average is probably 450. Well, if you play that Hawaii series here, he's probably got eight home runs <laughs> instead, of, instead of four. It's so. so true. Home run by Hale gives the Cougars a one nothing lead, and Nate Favero will step in. First pitch is up high, ball one. Almost didn't get above the new wall there. Yeah, 14-foot wall out yeah. there. And, uh, you know, it's, you're going to have to play defense maybe a little bit differently in the ballpark now. Pitch is up high for ball two. You know, if, he's, if, if the ball's hit over your head, I mean, I think you've almost got to play for the, the bounce off the wall at this for point. Sure, where before, sure. you know, you, you really probably didn't have to do that as much. But, yeah, the 10-foot wall, you could see a couple of guys trying to rob home runs and things right. like that in the past. That's a beautiful change. Big Cougar baseball uh, logo out there on the center field wall. Dark blue, really a, a nice look. 
Pitches up high, ball three. All the sponsors, of course, you got Glenn Tuckett out there and uh, Gary Pullins, two of the great former coaches here at BYU who uh, have their images uh, emblazoned on that wall out there. I'm sure they, they both love that. I know them well enough to know that they get a kick out of that. Three and one the count. Favero pops it foul out of play. You know, the interesting thing about the left field and center field wall with the new dimensions is we didn't go up. The field went down. So the actual height of that wall is the same height that was before. We just went down three or four feet to, to, to level, level, yeah, to to level, level the, field. the field, right? Yeah. Pitches over for a call strike. Boy, Candelari right now has got an awful big strike zone. Favero looked like a, it was about shoulder height, and he gets rung up on a, on a strikeout. One man out. And David Kloss, the catcher, also uh, like to thank the W for picking us up, the W uh, West Coast Conference uh, Radio Network, as they're uh, joining our feed here this evening. First pitch to Clausen's up high, ball one. David uh, hitting 294 on the year with uh, no home runs, uh, four RBIs. Had a good series down at Auburn, had several hits. Clausen grounds this one, foul down the first baseline. Yeah, he's a kid that could easily hit five to ten home runs. You know, he's a guy that can really run into it and has a lot of power. Lawson, the sophomore out of Dana Point, California. 6'1", 205-pounder. And uh, with the count 1-1, he steps back in. That pitch is up high, ball two. Cougars 51 wins, seven losses in home openers, so... That's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Pitch to Clausen's up high for ball three. Three balls, one strike to the sophomore catcher with uh, Kyle Dean on deck. Popped up, shallow center field. Center fielder coming over. And he will make the catch for out number two. They've also got the field here. For those of you who haven't been here, uh, not an ounce of dirt on this field. Everything is turf. Where it's supposed to be dirt, it's painted brown, so it it does actually look like dirt. And uh, they've done some nice uh, effects with a kind of a dark green, light green stripe uh, uh, throughout the field and the big, huge Y logo out in the, the middle of center field. Very nice looking. The first pitch up high to Dean for ball one. Yeah, it's a beautiful-looking field, and the players absolutely just love playing on it. It plays so true. First, the next pitch, the Dean's up high. Kyle uh, only hitting 167. He struggled here early. He's only had 18 at-bats, but he's got nine strikeouts in those 18 at-bats. Yeah, he struggled a little early, but we really need to get him going. He's a big bat that can really help this team. Pitch to Kyle is up high for ball three. Cougars with the leadoff home run by Brock Hill lead this one one to nothing as we play the bottom of the second inning here in Provo. Pitch is over for a strike, three and one. Grant Supinchik is the pitcher. It's a great last name. 6'2, 260. Pitch to Dean. Slider that drops in for a strike. Dean uh, got, did get a red shirt yeah, he did. Uh, with an injury last year, so he's back as a sophomore. That ball hammered pretty well to left field. That ball's going to drop in for a base hit. 
So Dean with a two-out single. And that will bring up uh, Brian Sewell. That's the kind of thing you need to hit when you're in a little bit of a slump. Absolutely. Don't, you know, don't really hit it hard, but uh, just over the shortstop's head, Kyle Dean will take it. He's one for one in the day. Well, like you said, he had nine strikeouts of 18 at-bats. When he put the ball in play, he actually had some success. It was just the fact of getting it in play. He's got good speed, so you yeah. hit the ball on the ground somewhere, there's a chance you might uh, beat it out. First pitch to Brian Sue's down low, ball one. Sue leads the, leads the Cougars with a 448 average. He's got a home run, three RBIs. No, no, that's fine too. Remember like Mitch McIntyre, center fielder, is on deck. Cougars with one run on two base hits here in the second inning. Other games being played today, uh, Xavier's at San Francisco a little later start. St. Mary's at Washington State, and Sacramento State is at Santa Clara. Ball hit uh, out toward the second baseman. He'll glove it, throw the first for the out, and the Cougars are retired. One run, two hits, no errors, one man left. We're through two complete. Cougars one, and the Mavericks nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. And Polinski steps in, first pitch. He hits a fly ball out to center field. Mitch McIntyre out to make the catch. So one pitch, one out here for Nebraska-Omaha. And Adam Caniglia, a senior out of Omaha, steps in, a 167 hitter, batting from the right side in the first pitch over for a call strike. Jordan Wood in the start has three strikeouts so far through two and a third innings. Here's the 0-1, and that pitch is a little bit inside ball one. You know, we talked a little about Ryan Brady. He was, they held him out of last week. He had a little discomfort, and, and I guess seeing the doctor tomorrow, but it looks like he'll be, he'll be done for the year. The, he was really kind of slated as the number two guy, this, uh, you know, the, uh, the Friday starter for BYU. Swing and a miss, one and two. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough loss, but like you said early in the, in the pregame, you just next man up. It's got to find a guy. One-two pitch, swing and a miss. Four strikeout now by Wood. Two men out, and Tyler Daugherty, center fielder out of Chandler, Arizona. He's a junior, will come up. Daugherty, a 133 hitter on the year. It's nice seeing uh, Wood attack these guys. Really early, getting ahead with every fastball. Uh, Doherty, 30 at-bats, four hits. Squares to bunt, pulls the bat back, and he takes the pitch outside. One ball, no strikes, two men out. Here's Wood out of the windup in the pitch. That ball's grounded into left field, base hit. So the number nine hitter in the lineup for the Mavericks. Picks up their first hit of the ball game here in the third inning, and uh, Cole Thibodeau. Third baseman who struck out his first time up will step back in. Thibodeau, a 293 hitter. He's out of a uh, local boy out of Omaha. Yeah, this team, this uh, Maverick team's a real scrappy hitting type team. Just slaps the ball around the whole field. First pitch over for a strike. Not a ton of power, but uh, they're a team that puts the ball in play and likes to run, and they love to, if they get a leadoff hitter on first, they love to bunt them to second. They like to play small ball. They're hitting 227 as a team. They have only one home run this year. There's a pitch uh, bunted right out in front, picked up uh, by Klossen. He throws him out. 
And that's going to do it for the Mavericks here in the third inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through two and a half, one nothing. Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Mitch McIntyre leads it off for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the third inning. Cougars leading one to nothing over the Mavericks of Nebraska. Omaha next pitches up high. 2-0 the count on McIntyre, the young freshman. Uh, as we talked about uh, over these first 11 games of the season, kind of came out of nowhere in spring baseball and won that center field job. He's been done a great job out there. Pitches inside ball three. Stansbury high product out of Tooele. Yeah, he's a kid that can really play defense, and he's just a spark, spark plug on offense. Gets on base and good things happen. McIntyre that takes that pitch up high. So on four pitches, McIntyre walks. And this kid can literally fly. He has got great speed. Haven't seen him try to steal a whole lot, but you know with the, the kind of wheels he's got, he's definitely an opportunity here to move up a base. Yeah, absolutely. We're not a team that runs a ton traditionally. Um, in the right counts, they like to do it, but uh, he's definitely a guy that can be a game changer when he's on base. If there's a single, it's automatic first to third. He just can really run. McIntyre with one stolen base on the year and one attempt. First pitch is down low, ball one, quick throw down to first base, and the uh, McIntyre scampers back into the bag. Safe that ball almost thrown away by the catcher. Caniglia got, just about got past Rodgers. That would have been in the, the right center field uh, corner. Yeah, it would have been uh, definitely might have scored with how quick McIntyre is. 1-0 pitch hammered by Anderson down the left field line. That ball is up and off the wall on one hop. McIntyre, they're going to hold him at third base, and Anderson with a long double. So Brennan, after striking out his first time up there, doubles here in the third inning. Cougars with runners at second and third base with nobody out, and Daniel Sneeman stepping in. Boy, nice bit of hitting right there by Brennan Anderson. Short hop the wall out there at about 347. That's a, that's a deep ballpark at 347 down the line. It really is. Most fields are 315, 320. But uh, so if you, basically any ball you hit here really has to earn it with the dimensions. It's not like it used to be. And I think by leveling the field out like they had yeah. to do, I think that's even going to become more of more of a pitcher's ballpark. I because agree. Not only are you 347, but you got a 14-foot wall out there. I agree, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see how many times a ball hits that last, what, two feet of pad that's new up there that you can see. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Other scores, uh, St. Mary's leading 6-3 to three over Washington State. That game in the uh, seventh inning up in Pullman. Xavier leading San Francisco in San Francisco 13-5. to five. That game also in the seventh. Cal Hinkey is warming up. Another right-hander for Nebraska-Omaha. And Schneeman steps in after the walk and the double. And the first pitch to Daniels down low, ball one. Catcher Adam Kanika, a little kind of a funny little jump hop step before he throws the baseball. It, it would make me think that you could run on the kid. I'm not sure how strong of arm he has, but it's just even getting the ball back to the, the pitcher, he takes a little hop but yeah, before he throws. It's definitely not a natural motion that you used to yeah. see in. No, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. A ball and a strike. Maybe he has the yips, and that, like, keeps him remembering <laughs> to step correctly to throw. I don't know. Could be. One ball, one strike. Beautiful day here in Provo. I was around 60 degrees. Same for tomorrow. Sneeman hammers one to right. Right fielder comes in. Can't make the play. Paul popped out of his glove. I'm sure they'll go base hit 
Yeah, definitely think so. So Sneeman with an RBI single. Good effort out there by Polinski, but he came in and about to shoe height just popped out of his glove as he dove for it. Yeah, I mean, he did everything he could there. The, the, the crazy thing about that is if he doesn't get a glove on that with Schneeman's speed, that might be an inside the parker because the way he dove, it got all the way to the wall and could have been interesting. Especially on this new turf, you know. It's, for sure. The ball's going to pick up speed. You're going to get perfectly true hops, and I think you're going to see balls hit in the gap that are going to get to the wall that we never saw yeah, got to the wall before. Absolutely. I think that's going to be it for the big guy, uh, Suppenchick, because that's the second visit yeah. to the mound. We're going to have a pitching change. We'll take a 90-second break and be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here. Cougars have scored one here in the bottom of the third. They lead two to nothing. Still nobody out. Runners at uh, second and third base for BYU. And Keaton Kringlin will be coming up. And uh, Cal Henke, H-E-H-E-N-K-E, a junior out of Grand Island, Nebraska. 6'3", 215-pounder. He is 0-1-1 in the year, 7.71 earned run average for Hinky. So he comes into the ballgame, and he'll face the meat of this Cougar lineup with Kringland and Hale do up next. Yeah, this is a big part of the game right here where Kringland's got to find a way to extend this lead and keep pushing on this gas and keep finding ways to extend even further. Hinky's had uh, two starts this year. He's thrown 11 innings. And the first pitch to Keaton Kringland's up high, ball one, 86 on the fastball. He's thrown 11 innings, given up 11 hits, 11 runs, has walked three, and has nine strikeouts. Opponents only hitting 250 on him, but but he's got that high ERA. Yeah, we thought we might see him as a starter at some time this week. Pitch to Kringland's up high, ball two. But sometimes, you know, pitching coaches and head coaches say, hey, maybe the kid really isn't a starter. Let's have him be more of a long relief guy and see if it's more successful that way. Well, uh, an example of that is Signs, the kid yeah. that started the last couple of weeks for the Cougars, is now in the bullpen this weekend for BYU. As Kringlin hits the ball, shallow right field, right fielder is there. He will make the catch. Here comes the runner, and he is going to score easily. It's a wild throw from the right fielder flew over home plate. So Anderson scores easily. Kringland picks up the sacrifice fly in the RBI, and the Cougars now lead by a score of three to nothing. Ball not hit that deep. Right fielder really kind of uncorked that throw. Yeah, it really did. Threw it over the top of everybody. Like reminded me of the throw that uh, Derek Whitney had for us in the conference tournament three years ago when he threw it into the stands in a close game. <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? Brock Hale steps in. Hale, uh, solo home run his first time up. There goes the runner, pitches up high, throw down, and sliding in safely is Schneeman. Got a good jump on that first pitch from Henke and was able to pick up the stolen base, his fourth of the year in four attempts. Great read there by Schneeman. So Hale steps in. 1-0 the count. Pitch to Brock is a breaking pitch. It's down a little bit low. If you haven't been out yet, come out to the ballpark and check out the new digs here. Beautiful facility. It's just gotten better this last year with the the new turf and uh, the new outfield wall configuration. Pitch is over for a strike. 
two and one. Yeah, when Omaha showed up for practice last night, they, they looked at this thing and like, holy cow, this is unbelievable. And these mountains, are those actually real? <laughs> so that's pretty cool to hear. Well, be, being through Nebraska, you can understand yeah, that. for sure. Two and one. Hale swings and misses some kind of an off-speed pitch there by Hinky. And the count now, two balls, two strikes. Hale would really like to pick up that fourth run for the Cougars. It's 90 feet away. Infield back for Nebraska. Omaha willing to give up the run for the out here early in this ballgame in the bottom of the third. Pitch to Hale. He checked the swing but went around on strikes. So Hale strikes out for out number two, and that will leave it up to Nate Favero now with a runner at third base. Brockell completely fooled on that uh, breaking pitch. Yeah, not a very good at bat right there. That's one of those ones where they're giving you a free run. Just put a ball in play, and you're going to score a run. And try to do a little too much, and completely, like you said, got fooled on that breaking ball. Struck out. Nate Favero, batting from the left side, steps in. Hinky's first pitch right up the middle, off of Hanky, out toward the shortstop. He grabs it, throws the first, not in time. And boy, hopefully Hanky's okay. I think it. It looked like a hit off his back. Yeah, it definitely did. RBI infield single. And that ball was a line shot, and it hit him solid and ended up just behind the mound. The trainer out for the Mavericks going to check on his big right-hander. Yeah, that came back and hit him on the back shoulder as he followed through. Luckily, that got him where it did and not, you know, in the head or arm or anything like that. But that ball was hit hard. And good job for by Nate by running hard. Because you think that's a base hit. You hit it so hard up the middle, it's going to be a single. It ricochets off the pitcher, and if you don't run hard, he'd have been thrown out at first. Well, when it hit the pitcher, I still thought it was going into center field, but it just shows you yeah. how hard it hit him. Yeah. It went straight up in the air and just went right behind the mound. Now, Hinky, he's a tough kid. He's out taking a couple of warm-up tosses, said he's fine. As uh, David Clausen steps in. Lawson steps in, runner at first base, and David hammers one down the first baseline, but foul. You know, we, we, we've talked a little about the field tech, but talked to the fans about what's gone on with the bullpen area. Cougars have a bunning station down the third baseline. I know that's what uh, something Coach Littlewood wanted badly. Yeah, have a bunning station down there that has full power to put the pitching machine to be able to bunt every day in practice. Pitch to Clausen's fouled off again down the first base side. The bullpens are extended. Our bullpen now has three bullpen mounds compared to the two that it had, and it's actually kind of cool. One of our mounds is a dirt mound so that we can practice on when we're going to go on the road to, to be on a dirt mound because um, you kind of get jealous. You kind of get used to being on this turf because it's such a perfect surface that you got to get back to that dirt and get used to that. Um, it's pretty awesome as far as some of the additions they've had to this field. Here's the 0-2. Swing and a miss. Clausen swings at the... Off-speed pitch goes down on strikes. Cougars three runs. They got those three runs on three base hits. There were no errors. One man left. We are through. Three innings. Three nothing. Cougars leading or four nothing. Cougars leading over uh, Nebraska Omaha on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Gam, first pitch, tries to bunt his way on. Jordan Wood out off the mound, picks it up, throws him out. So quickly, one pitch, one out. 
here in the fourth inning. I think that's a good decision when you got Jordan Wood out there cruising. Hey, try to find any way to get on base, and nice idea. If he puts it down the line, he might be safe there, but just wasn't a great bunt. Thomas Debenville, who grounded out to Schneeman his first time up, will step to the plate. Debenville hitting from the right side in the first pitch outside, ball one. Wood hovering right around the 90-mile-per-hour Velocity on the gun out there uh, on the bottom of the scoreboard. That pitch is uh, a little bit inside, and the count now 2-0. and Yeah, when Wood's a reliever, he can throw 93-94 and really air it out, but as a starter, he's pretty much 89-91. Pitch is up a little bit high, ball three. Nebraska Omaha has had one hit in the game. That was by the number nine hitter, Tyler Doherty. 3-0, that's over for a strike. Cougars 4, Omaha nothing as we start the fourth inning here in Provo. Ball hit pretty well. In comes McIntyre in center, and he makes a catch. Great play. Dove and caught the ball about uh, knee height. Good play by McIntyre, and the key to that is really getting a good jump on that ball, and a ball hit right at you, line drive like that's that. That's probably the toughest play you, to make as, a, as an outfielder. Outfielders are scared to death of that play because so many times in their life they run at that and all of a sudden it gets over their head and they look embarrassed. and Or, plus, boun- or bounces it, in front of them. Exactly. Bounces in front and gets to the wall and bad things happen. Two men out. Hunter Hughes steps in. First pitch is down low, ball one. Hunter has one of the craziest little Fu Manchu mustaches during BP. It's just something you don't see every day. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's down low, ball two. We'll be on there again tomorrow at uh, 5 p.m. or 5-5 to for game two of this series. Cougars five wins, six losses. uh, Voted uh, early in the year as the toughest schedule, preseason schedule this year after going to Cal Northridge, Hawaii, and then um, then out to uh, Auburn. Yeah, since that uh, three losses Northridge had against us, they've only lost one time. They've been playing great since. 2-1 pitch hit out towards Schneeman. Daniels got it. He'll throw to first for the out, and the Mavericks retired in order here. We're through three and a half. Cougars four, Mavericks nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kyle Dean, one for one in the day, steps in. First pitch, he swings and misses. Kyle single in the second. And he leads off here in the bottom of the fourth for the Cougars, who lead it uh, four to nothing. Pitches up high. <laughs> Dean, Brian, Sue, and then Mitch McIntyre, seven, eight, nine, do up in this inning for the Cougars. They've uh, scored four runs on five hits. Dean fouls the pitch off. One and two, the count to Kyle Dean, the sophomore out of San Diego. Well, with that one hit, he raised his average from 167 up to 211 on the year, so good for Kyle. Great young man. Uh, cheer for this kid. Pitches down low. Two and two. Yeah, I mean, he's battled some tough injuries uh, for the last couple of years, and he's healthy now. Um, his his swing's a little behind at the moment, but uh, he's starting to really get there. He's really close, and we really need him to get going. He's a guy that can really help us. Two balls, two strikes. That's way outside, all the way back to the screen, three and two the count. Yeah, he's the type of kid that has the skills. He could he could literally carry a team. It I could, mean, he, yeah. he could be a three, four, five hitter and 
hit you 10, 12, 15 home runs Absolutely. a year. And, and he got hot last year and then went down with another injury. And the injuries he's had have just been strange. Yeah, they really are. Tough little weird back injuries. 3-2 pitch. Dean hammers one deep left field. Left field looking up. That ball is off the wall. Dean around first base. And Kyle Dean with a leadoff double. Hit about halfway up the wall, about seven feet up the wall. And Kyle Dean, two for two. Yeah, good sign right there that he jumped all over that elevated fastball earlier. He was getting blown away by fastballs earlier in the year. And being able to get on, get in front of that and get out there and really get extended, that's probably a home run in, at the old field, right? That's, that's the one that hit that top one. would have been awfully one. close. Yeah, yeah. it would have. So. Brian Sue steps in. Brian grounded out to the second baseman. His first time up there. Playing Sue very shallow in right field. And Sue hits this ball in the hole between short and third base hit. Back-to-back hits by the Cougars, and they've got runners at first and third. Just past the glove of the diving third baseman, Cole Thibodeau. That's the epitome of just finding a hole right there. I thought he was going to make a play on that. Would have been tough. Sue runs so well. Would have been tough for him to throw him out. I agree. Great effort by by, uh, Thibodeau. And now Mitch McIntyre, who walked and scored his first time up, will step in. Cougars trying to add to their 4 to nothing lead. Pinky's pitch is fouled up and out of play. Well, make plans for tomorrow night if you can't come out tonight. See the Cougars and Mavericks here, 5 o'clock. Again, game time. Cougars really a loaded home schedule now. It's going to be home almost the entire month of March. It's a great the very, very last day of the March when the Cougars uh, go down to Malibu and play uh, Pepperdine. The ball fouled off again. Boy, it's a, an important uh, March as the Cougars have Utah Valley next Tuesday and then Loyola Marymount 15th, 16th, and 15th. Co- co-champs with the Cougars last year. And then Utah here. And then Gonzaga coming to Provo, yeah. who was the other tri-champ. Yep, so, so. Well, I'll tell you, you talk about some big games early, and they're all going to be right here in Provo. McIntyre fouls another pitch off. It's a big test early, and I'm sure glad we're home. That's for sure. Cougars play three of their first four series of the conference at home. They'll go to Pepperdine before coming back and uh, host Santa Clara here. It's always interesting how the conference does that. Last year, we basically played every other week at home on the road, at home on the road, at home on the road. And this year, it's spread out so different. 0-2, McIntyre, runner going, throw down, and everybody's going to be safe. Brian Sue with a stolen base throw was to the second side, second base side of the bag, and they had no chance to get Sue. So both Cougars now in scoring position. Sue picks up his second stolen base of the year. And about the scheduling, you know, the interesting thing is I didn't know that until I got here. The conference waits for all the institutionals academic to wait for finals week, and then they basically go off that. One-two pitch fouled off down the first base side. Well, the Cougars, as we talked about in the past, there's nine series you play. So every year, I mean, every yeah. other year you're going to have five at home and then four on the road. This year, the Cougars have five at home. Yep. That's what makes last year's uh, championship so amazing, really, was they, they only had four series at home in the conference and still able to pull it off. Pitches up high ball, too. Absolutely. This year they'll have uh, Gonzaga, uh, Loyola, Santa Clara, San Diego, and Pacific all at home. And they'll just have to travel to San Francisco, St. Mary's, uh, Pepperdine, and Portland. McIntyre takes call strike three inside corner. 
breaking pitch, one man out, top of the order. Brennan Anderson comes up. Well, the young freshman will learn. Yeah, he will. You get two strikes on you, you better be uh, a little more aggressive up there. It looked like a pretty good pitch. Yeah, it looked good enough. It looked like maybe he was fooled and was looking fastball and the changeup caught him off guard. He looked right back at the umpire like that can't be a strike, but it looked good to hear. Anderson steps in. Swing and a miss. A little bit late on that fastball was Brennan. Yeah, pitcher elevated there a little bit, and it was hard to catch up to. Anderson struck out in the first, doubled and scored in the third inning. Pitch to Brennan. That ball's grounded down the third baseline. In comes Dean. He's going to be tagged out at home. So there will be runners at the corners of just a big one hopper. Kyle Dean went on the crack of the bat, and he is thrown out at home plate. Two men down. Runners now at first and third base. Sue moves to third base. Anderson on in the fielder's choice at first base. And Daniel Sneeman, who was one for two, had an RBI single his last time up and eventually came around to score. Cougars with one run in the second, three in the third. Trying to add a few more here in the fourth inning. Schneeman hammers one center fielder right in his tracks there, makes the play for the out. And the Cougars out in the inning, no runs, two hits, no errors, two runners left. We're through four complete now, 4 nothing. Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team. And you are listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. Go to the fifth inning. 4-0 Cougars lead. Uh, Keel Krimwady steps in. First pitch is down low, ball one. Here's the pitch from Wood. Over for a strike. We'll take 10 seconds for a station ID. Back here in Provo as Krimberty now with a 2-1 count. He'll be followed by Braden Rogers and then Ben Polinski. 5-6-7 and seven in the order. Pitch is up a little bit high for ball three. pitch from Wood. Ball grounded out uh, in the hole. Schneeman not able to get there. So second hit of the ball game by the Mavericks. And Braden Rogers steps in, first baseman. So typically they're a type of team right here that would like to bunt this guy over. Being down four runs, I mean, obviously they can still play for a run an inning and try to shut him down. But I'm curious to see if they'll stay by that philosophy or not. Well, Rogers steps in. He flew out to center field his first time up there. And here's Jordan's pitch, and that's over for a strike. Pretty good crowd in the ballpark for the home opener. Really a little bit of an early start here in uh, Provo. Next week we uh, with Loyola Marymount, they'll move that start time back to 6 o'clock with daylight savings happening this week. Pitch is fouled out of play. Yeah, those 6 o'clock starts early in the season can be a little chilly when that sun goes down. Well, when I, when I looked at this date, you know, March 8th, I thought, man, that's an early start here in Provo. But yeah. Especially Saturday when we flew in from Atlanta. Yeah, no kidding. 
little cold and wet and snowy. Here's the 0-2. That's outside. One ball and two strikes. This is one count that Wood was really working on in his short session on Tuesday. was trying to punch guys out and get guys out in 1-2-0-2 without giving up hits. Here's the 1-2. That's up high. Two balls, two strikes to Braden Rogers, the junior out of Enid, Oklahoma. 6'2", 200-pound junior playing at first base for the Mavericks here in this uh, home opener for BYU in 2018. There's a ball popped uh, down the line, one hop, throw to first in time. Boy, what a great play by David Clausen. Came out and got a gun of an arm. Yeah. Had to wait a long time for that ball to come down. And I guess we're going to see a little bit of that yeah. with this new turf. For sure. No, that was an uh, unbelievable play by Clausen. I was debating, of yelling at t- keeping him to, to not even try to yeah. field it and see if he could bounce foul. But great play. He's got a rocket arm, like you said, and got a runner to second. But, hey, you got to minimize here and just play for outs. There's the, if you're watching on the WTV, you can see the, uh, the move there. And the great play by Tlaassen. One man out, runner at second base, and there is a curveball. It's down low, ball one. like to welcome all our listeners on ESPN 960 as they join uh, BYU Cougar baseball here. 4 nothing, Cougars leading Omaha as we play the top of the fifth inning here in Provo. Here's the 1-0. That's over for a strike, one and one. Polinski, the right-handed hitter, hitting an even uh, 200 on the year coming into the ballgame. Fastball just a little bit inside. And the count goes to two and one. Fifties, the pitch count right now on Jordan Wood. So, yeah, but four, really four, good. Four innings, uh, pretty good shape. Two-one pitch, ball fouled down the first base side. Must be the strikeout inning where the Rock gets free T-shirts if they strike a batter out. With as much as they're yelling over yeah, there, yeah, there's something going on. Oh yeah, they're excited. Well, you might ask about University of Nebraska. Ma, it was founded in 1908. Enrollment, uh, 15,731. Their school colors, crimson and black. And here's a 2-2. Swing and a miss. As Polinski goes down on strikes. Great pitch right there by Jordan. It's just an unhittable slider right there. Two men out. And Adam Canigula steps in. He is a senior out of Omaha. Struck out his first time up. Five strikeouts now by uh, Jordan Wood through uh, four and two-thirds. And that ball is fouled up and out of play for strike one. Reach back for 91 right there. 50 pitches, he's just getting loose, right? (laughs) The Mavericks belong to the Summit League. They play at Isaacson Field at Seymour Smith Park, natural grass surface. Their first year playing uh, baseball was 1947. That Tuck, wasn't that about when you, back when you were playing? <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. You're really dating me there. 
They have an all-time record of 1,471 wins, 1,111 losses over those 71 years. Ooh, pitch just off the plate, yeah, one and were, two. They were a national powerhouse in Division Two there for quite a few years. They went to the World Series a lot, you know, in the 90s and in early 2000s, if I remember correctly. They finished fifth last year in the Summit League, 12 wins, 40 losses. They returned two of their three starters from last year's team. Pitches off the plate. They've got 15 newcomers on the team. And as we mentioned, Evan Porter in his second year, he played at Nebraska-Omaha back in 2009. It's a good player for him. Two and two the count. Here's the pitch from Rogers. Ball hit out toward third base. Uh, it's foul. As Favero went over and gloved it, but it was a couple of feet in foul territory. I guess they've gone through some sort of a name change. So I've always known them as the University of Nebraska-Omaha. That's what the school's called. But I guess their athletic department wants to be known as Omaha. That's it. Interesting because so, yeah. their name on general information says University of Nebraska-Omaha. Yeah. So it's interesting. Two balls, two strikes, the count. And the pitch. Strike three called. Great curveball. Six strikeout by Rogers. Works himself out of a little jam here in the fifth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through four and a half. Cougars four, Omaha nothing on your BYU, on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Keaton Kringle leads it off for the Cougars. Checks his swing, goes around for a strike. Owen won the count. Kringland uh, grounded out in the first, had a sacrifice fly, and picked up his third RBI of the year. His last time up, so officially 0 for 1 for Keaton. Big swing and a miss, 0 and 2. Pitcher Cal Hankey, who came in in relief. 6'3", 215-pounder in two innings pitch. He's given up three hits. Has three strikeouts and has not given up a run. Kringland fouls it straight back. Yeah, did a great job last inning pitching out of that jam that he was in. Two runners on, no outs, and gave up nothing. He had runners at second and third yeah. with nobody out. The team that can give him a little bit of confidence, you know. Pitch to Kringland. He swings and misses, goes down on strikes. One man out, Brock Hale coming up. Brock Homered a solo shot in the second, struck out in the third. So three, four, and five here in the order for the Cougars. Brock now hitting 289 on the year with a one for two performance today. And he takes an off speed pitch on the outside corner for a call strike. Yeah, a lot of breaking balls this inning so far. Threw four of them to Kringland, and now right back the next pitch to Brock is another breaking ball. 0-1-1. Here's the pitch to Hale. That's up high. One ball and one strike. Brock Hale, a senior out of Mesa, Arizona. Hit 395 last year. Dynamic player. Swing and a foul tip at the plate. And again, a, a breaking pitch. Yep. Brock uh, just having a hard time picking that pitch up uh, these last couple of at-bats. One and two. Hale steps back in. Ball grounded out toward the second baseman. Slowly picks up, throws him out for out number two. 
pretty defensive swing right there by Hale. Yeah, it really was. Just kind of threw the bat at it, trying to beat it, beat it out in the infield, and that will bring Favero to the plate. Nate had an RBI single off the pitcher's back his last time up a line shot right off Henke's back. And Severo will step in. And the first pitch is fouled off the screen for strike one. Yeah, Henke's done a nice job since coming into the ball game. Yeah, he really can throw that breaking pitch. Pitch is down low. And when you, you throw enough of them, now all of a sudden your fastball becomes effective because you just have to start seeing, sitting on breaking ball, and they can blow the fastball by you, which when in reality you want to think the other way around. Here's the 1-1. Popped up. Shallow center field. Center fielder coming in a couple of steps. He is under it, and he will make the catch. And Cougars retired in order. Here in the fifth, no runs, hits, or errors. We're through five complete now. Cougars four. Omaha nothing on your New Skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We'll go to the sixth inning. Tyler Doherty will step in. Number nine hitter. He's one for one today. First pitch from Jordan Wood a little bit low. Ball one. Doherty, Thibodeau, and Gam do up here in the sixth. Omaha has two hits so far in the ball game. And there's a fastball that uh, lands in front of home plate, speared by Clawson, 2-0 the count. Well, the field looks great. The, uh, the outfield wall looks great. Pitches outside, ball three. Before we left on that long road trip, the... the the outfield wall wasn't done. Yeah, uh, we a had lot, a lot of things still happening. So we it's, had it's, the old uh, the old pad still up, and the, the new video board wasn't put in. And three zero pitch over for a strike. Tell us about the new video board. It's it's the same size, but just yes, will be a little higher same, depth. Same size, just a colored video video board, and uh, can do a little more animations, which is kind of nice. Three one pitch down low ball four. Obviously, in the future, the next project, we'd hope to get a, a full video board up there where you could pull, you know, everything you need to. Well, like the, the video board that Auburn has is about the size of our entire scoreboard with all the sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Like 24 by 64. It was that unbelievable. Thing was, it was that gorgeous. Was that was. Other than the time where they stopped working on them and we yeah. couldn't figure out what was going on. But. They had a little glitch, but uh, it was still a beautiful facility down there. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Favero up and it throws the first, not in time. So a good bunt there by Thibodeau. Fantastic bunt. And that will bring to the plate to Max Gam now with runners at first and second base. And wouldn't be at all surprised to see Gam lay one down here yep. to try to move those runners up. Absolutely. That's exactly what they want to do. Move them up and try to cut the, the lead in half here. That's the game they like to play and. You know, you give up a leadoff walk, it puts them in a situation where they want to be. Gam steps in. He has struck out and grounded out. Favero in at third base on the, I was going to call it the grass part of the infield, but yeah. the green part of the infield, I guess we can call it that. For sure. Throw back towards second base and the, the runner back in safely.
So runners at first and second. Nobody out here in the sixth as Omaha trying to get on the board. Cougars with a four-run lead, and Cougars have really had a couple of opportunities to add to that. There's the bunt attempt down the third baseline. That ball will roll foul. So Favero charged. Sneeman came in and was covering third base. It had the wheel play on that time. If that would have been a bunt to third, we'd have had a chance for the lead runner at third there. Clausen uh, directing the infield on what defense they're going to do as he gets the sign from uh, Head coach, uh, I, I think, is Coach Littlewood giving him the signs yeah, coach on Littlewood, defense? He'll give him those signs, and then he'll relay it to the team just to make sure everyone's on the same page. 0-1. Gam again scoring to butt. Now they're going to throw back behind the runner at second base, and he slides back in safely. Yeah, the, the thing I love about Coach Littlewood, he never calls the same bunt play two times in a row. It's always something different, different motion constantly keeping the batter and the runners on base off guard of what's coming. Well, you know, all you got to do is come to a BYU practice to see how much they practice that. There's uh, lots of time put in yeah. to uh, executing these kind of fundamentals. Again, scoring to bunt. There's a bunt out. Picked up. Throw to third base, and he is off the bag. Jordan Woods' throw was a little bit high, and it pulled Favero off the bag. It's got to be an E1, I would think. Absolutely. As Wood, yeah. Wood's throw was high. Easily beat the, the ball, easily beat him to the back. Yeah, good throw, and it's a it's an easy out. Had the perfect bunt to get the lead out. Just didn't execute there. Jordan just rushed himself. And again, right there, you're bunting the ball. You're forcing the defense yeah. to execute, and the Cougars yeah. unable to do it right there. He did have plenty of time. He and did. And it almost looked like Favero was trying to do almost too much yeah, of a stretch. I agree. I agree. He stretched a little too early. Yeah. Well, base is loaded. Number three guy in the lineup, Debenville, steps in. Here's the pitch from Wood, and that is over for a strike. Well, Wood with six strikeouts in the ballgame. Boy, he'd like to get one yeah, right this here. this is exactly the biggest spot that you need one. Put yourself into a little bit of a hole with a walk and an air, and now you gotta got to find a way out of it. Here's the 0-1 from Jordan Wood. Swing and a miss. Good breaking pitch, 0-2. Debenville's got an interesting look at his, uh, he must have broken his nose or Yeah, he's got like something. a little mask on. Boy, a, a mask inside his actual mask. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's tough for that kid. That's uh, tough to, to break a bone like that in your face. He steps back in, 0-2. Here's the pitch just off the plate, 1-2. I wouldn't be surprised if he fouled a bunt off trying to bunt <laughs> and then ended up hitting himself in the face. Yeah, it could be, but uh, it's it looks like it covers most of his uh yeah. of his left eye. I've just never seen that kind of a and he swings and misses Great goes job. down on strikes. And boy, that's got to be tough to see through that mask. Yeah, it looks, looks like it, it looks goes like down like on it's strikes. Cle- it's a clear wiry one, but still uh, you never want to have any object in front of your face when you're trying to hit. It makes it tough. So you got the real hard one with the strikeout. Now you just got to find a way to get a ground ball here and get out of this. Hunter Hughes steps in. Cougars back defensively looking for that double play ground ball. Hughes struck out looking in the second. Grounded out to Schneeman in his last time up in the fourth. And the pitch from Wood hit right back up the middle. Wood's going to come home. Throw home is in time in the first. Cougars turn two. One hopper right back to Jordan Wood. One, two. 
three double play, and Nebraska-Omaha retired in the inning. No runs, one hit, one error, two runners left. We're through five and a half, four-nothing Cougars leading Omaha on your new skin BYU Sports Network. David Clawson steps in for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the sixth. Clawson, Dean, and Sue here in the sixth. 0-1 the count on David. He's 0 for 2 today, a fly out and struck out looking in the third inning. Pitch to Clawson's down low for a ball. At the end of the day, David's not happy about it because he's 0 for 2, but I love the fact that he's playing great defense. Those are some big-time plays he's made so far this game. One ball, one strike. Yeah, the double plate in the last inning. There's a fly ball. Right fielder going back a few steps down near the line. He is under it, and he makes the catch for the out. Kind of a tough time of night right now with that uh, high sky and uh, a fly ball like that, but uh, Polenski saw the ball all the way, went back and made the easy catch for out number one. Kyle Dean now two for two on the day. Yeah, like you said, this is the hardest time for an outfielder because it's that in-between dark to light. If it gets too high up there, it's tough to see. We've seen some miscues over the years because of it. Cal Henke, who has been in relief working in his fourth inning, done a tremendous job, has held the Cougars not hitless but at least scoreless as Kyle Dean swings and misses. Kyle now hitting 250 on the year after a two-for-two night here so far. Yankees pitches off the plate for a ball, one and one. Guys just need to start making an adjustment and, and, and stay off that breaking ball and, and get a good fastball to hit. One ball, one strike, one out. And Dean bunts the ball right back to the pitcher, Henke. He's got it, and he'll throw him out. So not a bad idea, just just not a very good bunt by Kyle right there, just right back to the pitcher. Yeah, I love the idea. I mean, the third baseman was way back. He just bunts it right back there and gives him no shot. Two men out. Brian Sue steps in. As Henke has retired the last six batters that he's faced. Starting to get really confident at the mound, isn't he? Different presence these last two innings. First pitch to Sue is up high, ball one. His velocity's picked up a little bit, too. Throwing yeah, 88 now. For sure. Hinky out of Grand Island, Nebraska. Now, tell me about Grand Island. I'm not sure if I buy the island part of yeah. Nebraska. Is it on a lake? There's absolutely no island there. They do have an underwater aquifer in that area. A lot of water underneath the ground, but not an island. Here's the 2-0 pitch to Sue. That's up high for ball three. Three balls, no strikes, two outs. We are in the bottom of the sixth inning here. Omaha and BYU. Pitches up high, so Sue on four pitches. So it's actually where the Platte River splits into several different channels. That's where Grand Island is. Well, at least there's a river close. Yeah, there's actually a ton of rivers in Nebraska. Right there in Omaha, you have a huge river running right there. That is the Missouri, I think. That runs right through there, if I remember correct. Two men out. McIntyre steps in. He's walked and struck out in the game. And the first pitch to Mitch is over for a call strike. Cougars four runs, seven hits. They've really had an opportunity to score more than four. 
One time they had runners at first and second, nobody out, or second and third, nobody out. Correct. Couldn't push anybody across. Here's the 0-1. McIntyre fouls that one off. Cougars a little fortunate last inning. Bases loaded, nobody out for Omaha. And a ball hit pretty well, but right back at the pitcher who was able to, not the normal 1-2-3 yeah. yeah. double play, but uh, Wood decided to come home. And then uh, Clausen threw from home to first to complete the double play and get out of that jam. McIntyre on the hill. Here's the 0-2. Now he steps off the mound. No balls, two strikes, two out. Cougars with a runner at first base, Brian Sue, who runs well. And McIntyre fouls that pitch straight back. Yeah, McIntyre got off to a hot start at CSUN and had a couple good hits in Hawaii, but last weekend struggled a little bit against Auburn and, you know, obviously today not doing great. It's one of those freshmen that, you know, they started getting a scattering report on a kid and no longer just attacking him with fastballs. Now they're actually trying to pitch to get you out, which now he's got to start making those adjustments. McIntyre steps back in. 0-2. Ball grounded out toward the second baseman. He's got it on two hops. He'll shovel the ball to first for the out. And that's going to do it for the Cougars here in the uh, sixth inning. No runs, hits, or errors. One man left. We're through six complete. 4 nothing. Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Go to the seventh inning. Cougars leading by a score of four to nothing. Jordan Woods' first pitch to Keel Crumody is over for a call strike. Crumody is uh, one for two. He's got one of the three hits by the Mavericks. And here is Woods' pitch, and that's over for call strike two. That's a big time jam that Jordan pitched out of last inning. Needs to build off that and just keep attacking. Got him in trouble because of the walk. Last inning, yep. you know, which got us in trouble last week a bunch. Well, the walk in the air. Yeah, exactly. Here's the 0-2. That's outside for a ball. That's the one stat that's always funny to me. When a pitcher makes an error and that they score because of that error, it's still an unearned run, even though he's the one who made the error. <laughs> Here's the 1-2. A little bit low, two balls and two strikes. BYU in their home opener. They've been very successful in home openers, as we mentioned over the years. 51 wins, only seven losses. Pitches down low, ball three. Three balls and two strikes. Jordan Wood uh, now at uh, 74 on the pitch count. Cougars' bullpen has been completely quiet. Swing and a miss. Wood with another strikeout. One man out. Is that seven? That's eight. Eight? Awesome. Picked his seventh up in the last inning. And that will bring uh, Braden Rogers to the plate. Junior junior out of Enid, Oklahoma. Cougars five and six coming in looking to even that up and start uh, moving north of that 500 mark. First pitch high and tight, ball one. Well, Jordan certainly hasn't lost any velocity, that one right there at 89. He's been 88 to 90. I think he's been 91 at one time yeah. this game. Yeah. 
Here's the pitch, and that is over for a strike. Yeah, Jordan's been our best guy this year on the mound. He's come out every game and given us a chance to win. Doesn't have a win on the year, but every game he's pitched, he's gone into the fifth, sixth, or seventh with a lead. So Pitch is grounded out toward uh, Daniel Sneeman. Daniel envelops that ball and throws him out. Good, soft hands by Sneeman. Really knows. You want to learn how to play shortstop. Uh, bring yeah. your kids out and watch Sneeman no play. No kidding. Anytime the ball's hit to him, I just put a, an out in the scorecard because he's just so talented and just makes every play. Two men out. And, he, you know, the other thing Rodgers has got is he's going against the ace of the other he team. Is, yeah, absolutely. That, that makes it even tougher, especially last week down at Auburn. That ball hit pretty well. McIntyre in center field going over. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out. Great play. So the Mavericks retired in order here. We're through six and a half, four nothing. Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, we're back here as we go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Top of the order, Brendan Anderson steps in, and he checks a swing that went around for strike one. Brennan struck out in the first, doubled in the third, on in the fielder's choice in the fourth, officially one for three. As Brennan climbs in there, he's hitting 324 on the year. Pitch to Anderson is fouled straight back. Yeah, Bre- play. Brennan's fielder's choice is last time he had a chance to break the game open. Second and third, no outs, and grounds out to third there, which you find a way to get a hit there, and it's a 6 nothing ball game. It's, you know, a little more comfortable for us. Anderson steps back in, senior out of Draper. Brennan uh, coming into the game, had had 34 at-bats, 11 hits, three doubles. He now has four doubles. He doubled in the third inning. And here's the 0-2. Anderson hits this ball pretty well. Right fielder going back a couple of steps. He's there and makes the play for the out. Well, the story of the ball game for the Mavericks has definitely been Cal Henke, who's really come yeah. in and done a, a great job. He's thrown four and a third innings, giving up three hits, no runs, has four strikeouts. Yeah, your starter getting pulled in the third. You think, oh, no, it's going to be a long weekend in the bullpen. But he's coming in and done his job. That's his 58th pitch in relief, and that pitch is up high for a ball. Cougars will be blind with 57 pitches. They're not going to have to see him again in the yeah, series. no kidding. Schneeman, who is one for three, hammers one. That ball's into right field for a base hit. So Daniel hits one hard and picks up his second hit of the ball game, and that will bring uh, Kringlin to the plate. Keaton is 0 for 2. Does have an RBI and a sacrifice fly. Struck out his last time up there. So Keaton will step in the junior out of Cedar City. All-conference performer last year. And preseason pick as an all-conference performer, and that pitches up high for a ball. He's such a great kid to be around. Always has a smile on his face and just fun, fun kid to coach and just watch play the game. Here's Sneeman stepping back in. And that pitch over for a strike. You know, every year they, the, the uh, D1 baseball uh, and Baseball America always look at the top possible draftable yeah. prospects in the league. The Cougars right now, Brock Hale ranked as, as the number three prospect in the league. Uh, Kringlin, number 10. Schneeman, number seven. 
and Claussen number eight in the league. That's pretty good. That ball hammered into right center field. That ball is going to be in for a base hit. They're going to no. They were going to hold Sneeman now. Looked like they had him going right at the last minute. Coach Littlewood put the the stop sign up. So Kringlin with a double. Sneeman moves up to third base on the double by Kringlin, and that will uh, bring uh, Brock Hill to the plate. Yeah, good decision by coach there. You got Brock coming up, who's an All-American candidate. You know, you want him to hit in these situations. This is the guy you want up. Good piece of hitting on the hit and run right there. Sneeman's taken off, and Kringland did exactly what he's supposed to do. One man out for Hale as he'll step in. Pitch to Brock is over for a strike. Hale wearing number 44 on the back of that BYU jersey. Has four home runs on the year to lead the team, and that ball's hammered into. Boy, shortstop, great play. Throws to third to get the runner, Kringlin. Unbelievable play by uh, the shortstop for Omaha. A run does score on the ground out. I think Kringlin thought that ball was in left field. He was thinking of scoring. Oh, he definitely was. I don't think he had any idea that he could be thrown out of third base. Great play. You know, they teach you on that one, anything when you're anything to your right when you're at second, you need to freeze. But he thought for sure that was through, and the instincts, you know, took him to third. Great play by the shortstop. You just tip your hat to that play. I don't mind the aggression by Kringlin there. RBI ground out on the fielder's choice by Hale. And the pitch to Favero's over for a strike. So Kringlin thrown out 6-5 on the putout, two men down. Now Hale at first base. And the pitch to Favero. He squares the bunt. Bunts the ball straight back. Foul. Third baseman again playing very deep behind the bag. And Favero just trying to lay one down the line. Yeah, that's the one where Coach Littlewood kind of looked at Nate like, hey, you're a power guy. You can drive in a run here with a double in the gap. Swing the bat. But I, I understand why Nate was trying to steal a hit there. You get up Clausen with the guy in scoring position. Here's the pitch to Favero, and he fouls it straight back into the screen. Count goes to 0-2 on the senior out of Vienna, Virginia, Nate Favero. 6'5", 200-pounder. He can play first base. He can play third base. He can DH for you. He can play the piano, and he can sing on tune. He's a talented individual. 1,288 in attendance here tonight for the home opener. Favero, a little looper into shallow center field. Center fielder Doherty coming in. He is under it, and he will make the catch for the out. And the Cougars are retired. They got one run on two hits. No errors and one man left. We're through seven complete. Five-nothing Cougars over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Adam Caniglia will lead it off for Omaha. As we play in the top of the eighth inning here, Cougars lead five to nothing. First pitch, that ball's grounded right down to Favero. Nate's got it on one hop. He'll throw to first for the out. So one pitch, one out here in the eighth. A guy who's at 85 pitches in the eighth inning, that's that's the pitcher's best friend right there. And a pitching coach's best friend. See if maybe Wood can get through this and maybe go a complete game. Cougars have got the bullpen stretching. Nobody throwing yet, but they've got several 
relief guys starting to uh, throw. First pitch to uh, Doherty's over for a strike. Tyler Doherty, center fielder, has walked and or has uh, singled and walked in the game. Single in the third and walked in the sixth, and he's behind the count 0-2. Doherty hitting 161 on the year on that one-for-one uh, one performance so far here tonight. Curveball up just a little bit high. The way that Clausen caught that and turned to first, I thought maybe he was going to ring him up. Eight strikeouts on the day by Wood. Ball's foul at the plate. Game two tomorrow night, 5 o'clock start. Again, a little bit of an earlier start with the potential, you know, March. Yep. First right. week of March before uh, daylight savings time takes effect, which is on Sunday. Pitches fell out of play. We were actually questioning possibly moving the game up even an hour. You know, a couple days ago we were thinking, hey, we moved it up to four. We could get an extra hour and a half, you know, an extra hour of sunlight. It stayed a little warmer for us. One, two, pitch up a little bit high. Two and two. We have a really early start on Saturday because these guys uh, have a flight they got to catch. So yeah, 11 a.m. They yeah. must have a mid-late afternoon a, flight. I think they have a 5 o'clock flight that they have to catch, which is makes it close. Two, two, pitch just inside. Well, home opener, you know, like to set the date and set the, set yeah, the time. And you sure. just hope for good weather. And, boy, it couldn't have been really much better than we've gotten here tonight. 3-2 pitch, popped up foul. Just yeah. about 1,300 in the ballpark here tonight, and I would think tomorrow night with the same kind of weather. Uh, Friday night, families come out and uh, enjoy this uh, 2000 edition, 2018 edition yeah, of the Cougars. baseball season. 3-2 ball, fouled off again. Come on out to the yard. It's Cougars 2017 West Coast Conference champions. Uh, Got to the NCAA tournament. Uh, were eliminated by Stanford down at Sunken Diamond in uh, Palo Alto. But what a great season for BYU. Popped up. Might be playable. Here comes Brock Hale. And Hale dives. And so does Brian Sue. Neither one of them were able to get there in foul ball territory. That's fantastic effort, though. Absolutely great effort. Coach has got to love that in the dugout. Cougars, if you remember last year, went up to Gonzaga their last regular season, just had to win a game and were swept by the Bulldogs. And then BYU lost early in the conference tournament and had to come all the way back, win a couple of doubleheaders. And I'll tell you, they just dominated that tournament after they, they had the one loss. Fun tournament. Again, the tournament this year will be played down in Stockton again. Banner Island ballpark, strike three called, ninth strikeout. As Wood really, with one walk today, has really done a nice job of throwing strikes. Yeah, every time you bring up that Gonzaga series, I'm like, why do you have to remind him? I just want to forget about that. That was an awful feeling last year. Well, it was, but as awful as that was, it was amazing. It really was. How those guys regrouped and came back. Especially after losing that yeah. first game or the 
it was the first, the first, yeah, first, the first game, game of we, the we conference lost to tournament. Loyola Marymount three right. to two in the in the first game, and then ran off four straight. Here's the 0-1. Ball hit pretty well. Right field. Brock Hale going back. Just short of the track. Hale is under it and makes the catch for out number three. And the Cougars retire the Mavericks here in order in the eighth. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through seven and a half. Five nothing. Cougars leading the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. David Clawson will lead it off. David 0 for 3 today. And the first pitch to Clawson, a big swing and a miss on an off-speed pitch. David well out in front of that one. Clawson came in hitting at 294. The average has dropped to 270 with the 0 for 3 here tonight. And Clawson rockets this one. There's a base hit into left center field. Clawson around first base, and David will end up with a leadoff double here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Normally don't see David go the other way like no, that, don't. but that was a that was a good at bat. Just took a pitch on the outside part of the plate and lined it into left center field. Yeah, no, that was a really good piece of hitting there by Clawson. It's funny that you said that about the other way. Coach Littlewood said in hitting yesterday on the field, Dave, if you can hit a home run to left field or left center this year, I'm going to give you a big hug because I don't wow. think you can do it. <laughs> That's motivation right yeah, there. For sure. Kyle Dean steps in. Kyle is uh, two for three, a single and a double. The runner at second base, and Dean Big swinging a miss for strike one. Dean uh, grounded back to the pitcher on a bunt attempt his last time up there. Here's Henke's pitch to Dean. That ball's grounded out to the shortstop. His gloves at his only play to first base as uh, Kloss moves up to third on the ground out. One man out, runner at third base, and Brian Sue coming up. Interesting, you know, you would think that Omaha would bring the infield in here. I mean, they've only got one at bat. They're down five runs, but they're playing deep. So any ball hit up the middle, Pat, now, they're, gonna, sp- now they're starting to move in a little <laughs> you bit. spoke too soon. They're but m- they're still about double play depth. I agree. They probably think the turf's too quick. Pitch to Zoo is a swing and a miss on a pitch out of the zone for strike one. It's actually not a bad place with David with D.C. running at third. He doesn't run very well, so you trust your arms, you know. A two-hopper, you can still get him. But if you're close, I think any ball hit past the pitcher, you got to go. Yeah. Oh, you will, definitely. 0-1-1. Pitch to Sue. That ball gets away from the catcher. Run's going to score. Cougars up 6 to nothing. Wild pitch. And Clawson scores. Cougars with one in the second, three in the third. One in the uh, sixth inning, and uh, they've just scored here in the bottom of the eighth. Pitch to Sue, or to Sue is lined into left field base hit. So Brian Sue with a one-out single. And now Sue's out there wishing that, man, I wish uh, he hadn't thrown that wild pitch. I'd have yeah. an RBI. Yeah. I always wish that the score could, like, change that. Hey, he got a hit, so it would have <laughs> scored. So give him an RBI. Now we're going to have a pitching change. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with uh, more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For the Mavericks, number 24, James Smith into the ball. He's a senior. Out of Brighton, Colorado, by way of a Trinidad State Junior College. 
6-2-2-10. He's thrown two innings this year and has not given up a hit. So Smith into the ball game. Cougars will have a runner at uh, first base. One man out. They've scored one in the inning. And Mitch McIntyre, who is 0 for 2. He walked in the third and scored a run, but uh, has gone 0 for 2 since then. And the first pitch in the dirt. There goes Sue, and he'll move up to second base. That ball gets past the shortstop and uh, into center field, but uh, Sue back in safely. And again, you know, we talked a little about the new turf and sliding on this turf. I think that's one of the differences, the it real is, differences yeah. on this turf that you'd find on dirt. Have to start a little bit earlier than you normally would, but on normal conditions, it's it's not it's not bad at all. But when it gets wet, that's where it gets a little funky. McIntyre hammers one right field down the alley. That's going to be in for extra bases. Here comes Sue McIntyre's going to hold his second base. I might. I thought he might try for three. Yeah, he got the second base so quickly. Kid can really run a double down the left field corner, and the Cougars now lead 7 to nothing. Yeah, he wanted to go, but Coach Little was like, nah, one out, runner on second. We don't need to be thrown out at third. He shut it down quick there. McIntyre's sixth RBI of the year. And that now the top of the order, Brennan Anderson steps in. Cougars now seven runs on 12 base hits. And Anderson fouls it straight back for strike one. So BYU unveiling the new uh, field here, the new turf, the new uh, renovated uh, outfield wall, 14 feet high out there from the left field foul pole over to left center. Curveball drops in for a strike 0-2. Then it goes to 12 feet from left center to right center from 380 to 388 over into the right center field alley. And then it drops to 10 feet over to the uh, 343-foot mark. Down the right field line, that pitch just misses, one and two. Yeah, it kind of brings that character like you talked about earlier. It's kind of cool. You know, we're used to the different fence. This old fence was just one level all the way across. It makes it kind of cool. It makes the outfielders have to think. Here's the one, two. Anderson swings and misses, goes down on strikes. Two men out, and Schneeman will step in. Daniel, two for four with an RBI. He scored twice. And a base hit with McIntyre's speed. You'd think he would pick himself up an RBI and then put the eighth run on the board for BYU. Schneeman, an RBI single in the third. He now has seven on the year. Pitch a wild one all the way back to the screen, and McIntyre easily moves up to third base on the wild pitch. Looks like they've uh, brought a new catcher in Scribner, uh, Josh Scribner, a sophomore catcher, is now catching, and that pitch is down low again. 2-0 the count on Schneeman with uh, Kringlin on deck. Yeah, he's had two uh, pass balls. Now, I'm not so, so sure they were his fault this inning with kind of more wild pitches, but still not good when you bring a new guy in and Pitches inside, ball three. Bring him in, ten. We talked about uh, James Smith, a Brighton, Colorado product, senior. 
third pitcher the Mavericks have thrown out there. And that pitch is down low, so on four pitches, Sneeman walks. And that will bring up uh, Kringlin, who doubled his last time up. He's one for three today. Yeah, really kind of got the Cougs offense going again last inning when he had that double in the gap to really kind of, okay, here, we got to get back to what makes us good. So Kringlin will step in. With runners at the corners, two men out. And there's a pitch down in the dirt, and Schneeman's going to move up to second base. Boy, again, James Smith really struggling. Looks like most of these uh, pitches are off-speed curveballs that are landing in front of the yeah, plate. Just bouncing, not giving herself a chance. Really pretty nice job by Scribner getting in front of those balls. That pitch down low again. Sounds like it might have bounced on the plate. Yeah. You know, you said he went to Trinidad State. They, that, that school gives me nightmares. When I was coaching at Salt Lake Community College, we played them in the, the Region 18 Regionals. The winner of that four-game series went to the World Series, and they knocked us out. So every time I hear that school, I'm like, oh, I have to hear that school again? I thought I was done hearing that name. Kringlin steps back in. Two balls and no strikes. Brock Hale is on deck. Going to get a fastball to hit right here. James Smith from the stretch looks in, and Kringlin takes that one down low. Ball three. Three and oh, it'll be interesting to see if they give Kringlin the green light here to swing away. James Smith, here's the pitch. That's down low, ball four. So back-to-back walks to Schneeman and Kringlin. And the Cougars have loaded them up, and we're going to see a left-hander brought into the ballgame. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cam Fowler into the ballgame, left-hander. He will take over. He's out of Moline, Illinois. As Brock Hale steps in, first pitch to Hale's over for a strike. We'll take a quick station ID. Steps back in. Owen won the count. Here's Fowler's pitch. Not hit Hale. So Brock Hale picks up a RBI as he's hit by a pitch with bases loaded. Cougars now lead 8 to nothing. So there's been two walks and a hit batter in the last three hitters for BYU after giving up the double to McIntyre. And now Favero steps in. He's the ninth guy to come to the plate for BYU as they've scored Three in the inning. They've still got bases loaded, two men out. And Favero, who was one for four today, steps in. And the first pitch from Cam Fowler is outside ball one. Cam Fowler, uh, this is his second appearance. He's got an ERA of nine. He's thrown one inning, giving up one hit, or two hits and one run. Favero, looper to center field, center fielder going back. He gets there and makes the catch for the out. So Favero flies out to center field for the third consecutive time. The Cougars with three runs. They got those three runs on three hits. There were no errors. Three big runners left. We're through eight complete. Eight-nothing Cougars. 
over the Mavericks on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. All right, back here as we go to the ninth. Cougars up 8 to nothing over Nebraska-Omaha. We're still trying to decide what they want to be called. We've been told just Omaha on their actual sheet. It, it says uh, University of Nebraska-Omaha, so we're, we'll call them both. And there are the Mavericks. Here's the 0-1 that's outside. And Jordan Wood, they're running back out there for the ninth. Three-game series. Uh, trying to get a full game in here. Pitches uh, inside for ball three. After as many pitchers as we used in Alabama last week, it's nice to see Jordan go this long and save a few rested arms for the next two games. Looks like the Cougars have a lefty up throwing. Here's a 3-0 right back to Wood. He's got it on one hop, and he'll shovel the ball over to Sue. Yeah, that's Bo, out Bo Burr up down the line just in case. And I think it's more on if he gives up a couple runners here and his pitch count gets up above 110, he's going to go to him. Max Gam now will step in. Gam is uh, – er, uh, Devonville will step in. Excuse me, that was Gam. He's going to end up the game 0 for 4. Devonville is 0 for 3 as he will step in. And the pitch is over for a strike. Looks like Signs is down throwing along with the Sudrath just in case. Boy, that ball's hammered to left. Back goes Kringlin, unable to get there. That ball's up against the wall on a couple of hops. And the runner going for three. Here comes the throw in from Schneeman. And that ball hit up and off of his helmet into the crowd. And the runner will score. From third base. Boy, good speed right there by Debenville. You know, you're down by eight runs. I'm not sure how smart it was, but he hit that ball hard and a good aggressive base running, and uh, Debenville puts the first run on the board for Omaha. So give him a triple. The air, I believe, will go on Sneeman as that ball came up, if you're watching this on TV, right off the helmet and bounced into the crowd over the BYU dugout. So 8-1 to one now the score, and the first pitch to Hunter Hughes is over for a strike. That's Schneeman's first error on the season, so he's not, I know he won't be happy about that. Line shot to Schneeman. Boy, great play. Backhanded, came up, throws the first. Sue digs it off the carpet for out number two. Great play by Sue as that, well. Boy, two good, yeah, yeah, both guys, Schneeman and Sue. Two men out. And Keel Crumwoody will come to the plate. Crumwoody, a sophomore out of Glasgow, Montana, will step in. And the first pitch is over for a call strike. Six-two, 210-pounder, right-handed hitter. Takes that pitch just a little off the plate. Two men down. Cougars one out away from evening their record up at 6-6 and starting the home season out the right way with a victory. There's a little pop-up back behind home plate. That ball's going to land about four rows deep in the crowd. So a ball and two strikes as Jordan Wood tries to get a complete game here. 
in this uh, first game of this three-game series. Here's the pitch. It's outside. We'll have a full post-game report with a player and Coach Mike Littlewood, and then uh, back on the air tomorrow at uh, 4.55 for a 5 o'clock start, BYU and the Mavericks of uh, Omaha. Here's the 2-2. Just missed inside, ball three. Hear the crowd not happy with that call. Three and two. Ball hit right back again to Wood as he fielded his position well tonight. And he shovels the ball over to Sue, and the Cougars win 8-1 to even their mark at 6-6 six and six with the loss. The Omaha Mavericks drop to 4-9 and nine on the year. We'll be back with a postgame report right after this on your new skin BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here with uh, Jordan Wood, our player of the game. Jordan, a tremendous job tonight. Uh, went a full nine innings. Gave up four hits. Uh, I know you were talking about lamenting that you hated to give up that run there in, yeah. the, in the ninth inning, but had nine strikeouts. That's a career high for you at BYU. 111 innings. Boy, that's just what the Cougars needed. Uh, a good start by you uh, to take a, maybe a little pressure off the, the uh, bullpen. Uh, so how did you feel coming into tonight's ballgame? Yeah, definitely. I, I thought I felt pretty good, and I knew I just wanted to throw strikes and pound the zone because uh, they're not like a terrible team, but, you know, they hit the ball where it's pitched, and so if you keep it low, they'll get a lot of ground balls. No doubt about it. Uh, you had to get out of one jam, bases loaded, nobody out. Uh, you committed an error in the inning. There was a walk in the inning and then a bunt single. And we knew they liked to bunt the ball. They were down by five runs. They're still bunting, which is yeah. a little surprising. But, yeah. but, boy, you did a great job. Got the strikeout and then the, the ground ball right back to you to start of the double play. Yeah, definitely. Could have, shouldn't have made that error. Just messed up a throw. But, uh, <laughs> yes, shouldn't have been in that jam anyways. You know, as the number one starter for this team, uh, just a little added pressure. You know, you're expected to go out there at the beginning of every series. You're always going throwing against the best guy on the other team. And, uh, you know, I, I think I've been around you enough to know you kind of relish that. Tell us a, a little about uh, how you feel about doing that and, and uh, this Cougar team this year. Yeah, definitely. I, I really like it. I like to compete. I'm just like a type of person who goes out there and likes to be com- a competitor and compete with anybody, even if it's their best, um, probably more especially if it's their best. So I knew I just, like, kind of keep the, keep the same approach, just attack. That's my mindset that I've had this whole time is just get out there and attack everybody. It doesn't matter who they are or what they hit, just attack them. Uh, this year, 6-6, six and six, played a very tough schedule. Uh, Cal State Northridge, uh, Hawaii, Auburn last week. Man, it seems like we've been all over the world playing baseball so far. It's nice to get back into Provo. And a home opener, Cougars, you're probably not aware of this, they were 51-7 and seven in home openers in the career, history of BYU. So a lot of pressure tonight. You needed that 50-second win. <laughs> Definitely, no. It's nice to be home. It's really nice to just play on our new field and, like, Everybody's comfortable at home, so it's nice to be home and throw there. Well, Jordan, hey, congratulations. Thanks Great so job. Much. I'm sure you'll, we'll see you up here throughout the year and uh, keep it going, okay? Thank you so much. You betcha. Now we're going to be joined by head coach uh, Mike Littlewood right behind you here. We'll put uh, coach on the uh, on the headset. And coach, uh, boy, a great way to start. Uh, I don't know if you were aware, Cougars all-time 51-7 and seven in home openers. Hmm. Uh, you were 4-1 and one in, in your home opener, so 
a little bit of pressure here tonight. You guys came out, swung it well. Jordan Wood, it always helps when you got a guy going a complete game for you on the mound. Yeah, Jordan was great tonight. You know, really had four pitches working for strikes. Um, he's. We talked a little bit before the game about his slider is 83 and his curveball like is kind of similar. So we're talking about maybe expanding that that uh, mile per hour dif- differential there. And tonight you saw like he flipping over a couple curveballs. Uh, at 75, and then a slider at 83. It was just two different looks, and then he really spotted up his fastball well tonight. Um, I was I was really proud of the effort he gave us. Well, it was a great job. Uh, we, you know, I was just talking to him a little bit. Number one guy, he's always going against the other guys and the other team's number one guy. Just a little added pressure, but it seems like he's got that kind of bulldog mentality that yeah. he relishes that. Well, you know, he he was a high school quarterback uh, in Friendswood, Texas, just south of Houston, and you know what, what that's all about. You yeah. can't play, I believe it's a 6A high school. So he's, he's not afraid to go compete. Um, he's a bulldog out there. And finally his stuff, we, we've seen bits and pieces and kind of like sparks here and there the last couple of years of him being great, but he's been, he was really good tonight. Uh, offensively, you bang out 12 hits. Uh, Brock Hill had three RBIs, uh, including this, the, the home run to get things started off, give you the quick lead. Kringlin had a, a, a hit and an RBI, a Schneeman, a couple of base hits, so it's nice to see. And then Kyle Dean came in, swung the bat pretty well, was two for four, and Brian Sue two for three. So up and down the lineup, everybody kind of stepped up and, and did a pretty good job offensively. Well, and that's what we need to do. We need to get production out of seven, eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine. You, you kind of, I guess, rely on one through six. Everybody does. What makes good lineups great is what what's the bottom third of your lineup going to do? Tonight, ours was really good, and we need that kind of production. If they don't, if they, if we don't have that kind of production out of those guys, then it's four-one, you know, and we get bases loaded, and then they get a hit, and now it, it just really tightens tightens things up. And we chased a couple pitchers because we were competitive one through nine, and we didn't, you know, we didn't have an automatic out tonight, which was kind of nice. Mitch came in there, had a couple rough at bats, and then his last at bat turns on a turns on a fastball and and hits a double. So you can kind of see why I'm trying to keep Mitch in there yeah. just to. Well, he ran a couple balls down. Yeah, I mean he—he's. I would think he's probably the best defender in in our league this year. I mean, I can't imagine anybody being better. He'll—you'll see him this year running run into the wall, and he's not afraid of the wall. He's not afraid to dive. I mean, he's—he'll be all over the all over the field, and I just love the way the kid plays. Well, what a great night! Uh, just a little short of thirteen hundred in attendance here tonight, and boy, he couldn't have asked for really any better weather for first week of March. And what a great uh, facility! I mean. Uh, the transformation of this ballpark with the turf and the outfield wall, uh, just a, it's made a special environment even better. I'm looking at this HD video yeah. that they're showing replays in front of us. And I'm just like, wow, this is really cool. It is nice. You know, we, we finally this year, I think last year we had like 26 bulb light bulbs out, and they put it's actually the lights aren't bad when when the, all the lights are in. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty special, uh, pretty special field, and and uh, I w- I was I'd love to see it. Full. I'd love to see the stadium full, maybe tomorrow night with being a Friday night. Uh, and I think the weather scared a little people off, but it was pleasant tonight. It was it was a really nice night. You know, and it's interesting the ballpark. I don't know what you think, but you know, fourteen foot wall out there to left center, and then twelve all the way to right center, and then and then ten. I mean, this has become even uh, tougher a tougher ballpark to hit a ball out of with with those walls. I mean, three forty seven down the left field line with a 14-foot wall. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because last year the, the wall is actually the same height because the, the right. dirt was up five feet. Right. So it just it gives you the appearance that, yeah, it's a 14-foot wall out there. Um, but, I mean, I guess realistically it's the same because just they took a bunch of dirt out of the outfield. But uh, Brock's ball, I was kind of wondering, like, 
because we don't. It doesn't seem like we're hitting as many balls out in BP. A lot of balls are hitting that wall, and I, I don't know if it's just a mental thing. And I was wondering if Brock's ball is going to go off the wall, and he hit that pretty good. But um, I love I love the character of the field right now. Instead of and it was kind of like in the plan of having the, the the step down in left center, and then the step down in right center. And man, what a beautiful view from up here! Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't mind watching games up here. It's a well, little c- uh, come too. on up and join me. You can <laughs> coach from up here. We'll give yeah. we'll give the signs from up here. Let's I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. You you wouldn't want that. Everybody well, helps me out anyway. That's all right. <laughs> well, Coach A, great start to the uh, to the home season here uh, with the win. You go to six and six on the year. Uh, been traveling all over the country. Uh, seems like over these well, we have been the last yeah. three weeks. So it's it's nice to get back here and and have this long home stand and. And hopefully the weather's going to hold for us. And uh, great job by Jordan Wood again here tonight. Yeah, it sure was. He was sharp. And then I think we're, ex- we're really excited as a staff to see Alex Perone tomorrow night. He did a great job against um, Auburn last week. And I'm excited. He's got similar stuff to Jordan. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But come on out to the ballpark. Okay, congratulations, Coach, on a great win. We'll see you tomorrow night. All right, thanks, Brent. You betcha. Cougars win this one by a score of 8-1. to one. Jordan Wood goes the distance, picks up the victory. He goes to 1-1 one and one on the year. And the loser is uh, Suppenchick, who started the game, went two innings, gave up four hits and four, ones, uh, four runs. We'd like to thank everybody back at, uh, at the BYU, uh, New Skin BYU Sports Network and Cole back at the station uh, running the board and everybody up at ESPN 960 also. And remind fans we'll be back on the air tomorrow night, 4.55, for more Cougar action as they take on the Omaha Mavericks. With that, uh, we'll say so long from Larry Miller Field here in Provo, Utah.